0: John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John and here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. There we go, seamless. <laughs> What's been going on with you? Well, I've, I've we were just talking. I've just sent you that email file and I uh, John, I've sent John an email file, listeners, and he hasn't listened to it yet. But this was So you remember uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had that um, uh, the health check. Do you remember? Oh yeah, yeah. So before the, on the morning of the health check, I had to do a wee into a tube, and then like, deliver it to them. Uh, yeah. And I thought it's not. <laughs> I thought it's not often I'm going to have the opportunity of having a, a tube of my own wee to <laughs> knock around my house. <laughs> so. So I thought it was only right to have a little bit of a uh, bit of fun with it. Right, okay. <laughs> so the the file I've sent you is the audio of me nonchalantly trying to hand a vial of my urine to my wife. <laughs> right, okay, <laughs> lovely. And so glad that's where
1: this went, because um, uh, it's not a video <laughs> file of you just pissing into a tube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> So what before you listen to the audio, I want you to try and guess if you think I managed to pull off this uh, mission impossible.
1: So did you manage to get your wife to hold your tube of pee?
0: Yeah, while it, I think I added kind of you know detail while it was still warm. right? <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying to think
1: how I how you could do it so you could just complete surprise and walk up behind and say just hey, hold this for a second and then or if you're going to say to her oh, can you look at this because I think if you he asked her she'd be like no no way but I think you could just trick her <laughs> hand her a spring onion and then just hand her quickly hand her a tube of pee and go <laughs> um, you're still alive so I'm going to say she doesn't
0: take it <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you want to if you want to press play on the audio, you've got right. to find out what happened. Okay. So, I've just done a wee in the test tube for the health check that I've got coming up. <laughs> well, expertly may I, may I add, no dribbles anywhere. And now I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to try and casually Pass it off to my wife and ask her to hold it for me while I wash my hands.
1: So you go for the casual approach, but clever. See, let's find out what her reaction is.
0: I've got feeling this is a particularly bad time to be doing this because there's screaming going on downstairs. It's about yeah, breakfast the kids time. screaming. So I don't think this is going to be received very well. But it's the only chance, really. I've got to do it because I don't often have a tube of my own urine handy. So uh, let's find out uh, how this goes. It may well be the thing that leads to my divorce. Divorce demise,
1: I think, would be more apt. (laughs) Is it in a bag?
0: No, it's just in the tube.
1: Right, yeah, okay. There's a bit of crinkling.
0: I might have had the bag with me too. Here we
1: go. Breathing stopped. Oh morning. Mm-hmm. Alright. Oh, don't miss that sound. I you... Just hold that with me.
0: Just a second, I need to wash my hands.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Just hold that way away.
1: I just hear the word yada repeatedly. <laughs> and a crying kid.
0: <laughs> there you have it. Knew my plan before.
1: Oh, you did it. It was a success. <laughs> no, no, no. Did it sound like that? It sounds like she, she accepted it. Or oh, like under sort of, sort of, what's the word? Under duress,
0: but she she. Ex- <laughs> no, I think it's I, I. think it's very important to make it clear that she did not accept it <laughs> because if she if she thinks that people think that she has, then I oh, will definitely won't be around to te- to. Uh... So she didn't. She didn't. She didn't take the piss then. No, I think because of the situation, I think like you said before, uh, the casual approach, maybe it would work. That's what I thought. I thought I'd just go with a, Oh, could you just hold that for me for a second without telling her what it was? But because she was in that kind of situation with the hand washing or whatever it was, she was... She was too focused, and then she looked at me, and then she saw like he doesn't normally carry around a tube in his hand, and yeah, so she had sussed me out fully.
1: Uh, I'd have gone, I'd have gone for the old, uh, just walked in there, you're all right, and they'd catch, throw it to her. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, prayed, prayed that the lid was on properly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, I mean, the best thing about this is, though, I mean, it, it was it was a failure, I have to say. I was disappointed about that. But the best thing about that, the best thing about this is that it is an annual health check. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, in 12 months' time, we're going to try again.
0: And I'll let you know how it goes.
1: I'll definitely try my method of just a surprise catch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have to get a spare tube. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> John, 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 Sam, in Japan.
0: So that's what's been going on with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How's things going on your end?
1: Uh, well, this England's just going mental about COVID. So school's broken up last yesterday, which uh, on Friday, which is good, because the kids were starting to go insane. It, w- w- what was driving them mad? Well, they're all separate and they have all, you know... The whole thing's just rubbish for them. I do feel sorry for them. The pastoral worker for Year Eights had written a letter to the head saying, Look, you know, you can't expect 13 year old boys to spend their break times in what equates to a prison yard and then not expect them to go mental.
0: Oh, uh, really? So they're kind of penned in, are they? Like kind of wild animals. Year
1: Eight, who probably is the most difficult year, um, they're penned in like wild animals. And so this week we had a bit of a. I suppose a bit of, it turned into a bit of a mob mentality where an old teacher who's a female in a sort of late 50s got shoved over and oh, the dinner no was made to cry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Kind of kids trying to... It was like some out of fucking Dawn of the Dead. Like these <laughs> kids were trying, trying to climb through this door and it was like, you know, barricaded them out like <laughs> zombies. Uh, people being ragged to the floor and trampled on. Oh, dear. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was all... Yeah, it was bizarre. But was that? And then I had to attend this um,
0: gender balance conference uh, via Zoom. Which... I thought you were going to say awareness course because <laughs> you'd done something really bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, something horrific. I <laughs> purposely every time, every time I, every time I refer, reference it to my colleague who said it all, who, like kind of signed us all up to it. I kept referring to it as the gender imbalance thing, <laughs> and it drove him mental. But check this out. So you get you get given because it was headed, it was run by the Institute of Physics. So you get, if you sign up to it and you do, you know, the call, you get sent like a goodie pack, which is um, a cup. We got sent this and inside the cup was uh, some coffee and uh, this, I'm it's Sam, so it looks like... It looks like a condom. It looks like a Johnny. It does look, it does look like a Johnny, but <laughs> when you open it, this is God's honest truth, one of my co-workers, he opened it and there was a string and he was like, oh my God, <laughs> as if... As if they'd sent tampons, which were square. So it's uh gender imbalanced tea bags.
0: All right, okay. <laughs>
1: so I, g- I gave it to uh I give it to one of the female staff wait. Go on then, darling, make me a cup of tea. <laughs> How did that go? She down?
0: appreciated. Oh, no no, she, she loves it. <laughs> All right, so what's on today's show then? We have the return of one of the uh older segments and we have the burning question, which was what is the most annoying noise? Uh, but of course, first this. This is J and
1: S in J News. Okay, so what have you got for me?
0: Well, well, uh, let's do a fill in the blank headline game. Mum mortified after daughter five took what to school? Ah, oh, it's got to be dildo or something, isn't it? Vibrator. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're definitely along the right lines. I'm going to give you a little bit more of the headline and I think you'll get it. Mum mortified after daughter five took what to school instead of hand sanitizer? Ah, uh, lube. Sex gel. <laughs> yeah, you've got it. <laughs> a five year old girl from Scotland was delighted to find a hand sanitizer that was, in quotes, hot and smooth but her mum was less enthusiastic (laughs) after discovering it was actually lube. (laughs) This is from the website (laughs) unilad.co.uk. Right. (laughs) It says, like most people nowadays, schoolgirl Summer made sure to load up her pockets with sanitizer before heading to school last week to make sure she could keep her hands clean throughout the day. It wasn't until Mum Louise was filling the washing machine a few days later that she found a bottle of Anne Summers Heat Wave Lubricant in her daughter's coat, a discovery that she allegedly found really funny, but which also left her mortified.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> that well, recently somebody sent me a, a a picture of like an Amazon review for, and it was like for Strawberry Pleasure Lubricant, and the review underneath it was like five stars, and somebody said. This is this stuff's great. My kids had run out of strawberry jam, so I managed to stick some of this in their ice pudding, and they didn't notice. I'm like, oh! <laughs> I mean,
0: people really?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, yeah, that was it. Are people really using Durek's strawberry lube on their ice cream and sandwiches? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, customer reviews on Amazon say yes.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we need to find a roving reporter to test this out. <laughs> this, well, this guy, I mean,
1: some of these are quite funny. It's like, uh, branding it Sandwich Heaven by a uh, Corey Brampton Ford wrote, it's an ac- excellent sandwich spreader, my mother-in-law loves it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dad Christian oh. Hall made the outrageous admission: I ran out of strawberry jam, so I used it to put on the kids' rice pudding. They couldn't tell the difference, and they're pretty intelligent. <laughs> the very cherry flavour, Mister Maker added. I love the taste of this stuff. You can even put it on your cornflakes.
0: What are you thinking?
1: Well, I think it's probably not true, but um, somebody said they went to an Anne Summers party, and her sister uh, said she used it regularly on her children's ice cream. So uh,
0: yeah, my bullshitometer is pinging yeah. quite loudly.
1: So the the actual maker of the lube uh sex ex- well relationship sex expert Alex Fox, what a great name for a sex expert, Miss Fox. She said, it's uh well I advise people should always follow the usage instructions supplied with sexual wellbeing products, which means sticking to what they're designed for. Our lubricants are for bodies, not for breakfast. People often tell me that Durex strawberry lube does taste really good, though plus it's sugar free and freezeable too. So if you're determined to get creative with it, try making your own frozen lube cubes. By pouring some into an ice cube tray, then letting one melt on your lover's skin <laughs> during intimate massage. It's much, much tastier than using it on your toast. So uh, there you go.
0: <laughs> I like the uh, the phrase lube cubes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I might, yeah. I think my taste must be just quite vanilla.
0: <laughs> well, maybe that Corona you got has really knocked out your taste buds. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Fucking, what are you doing? Freezing lube in your freezer and then putting it on your missus. <laughs> <laughs> having a japanese wife who's cold even in the bloody middle of summer i think <laughs> that's not going to go down too well is it
0: <laughs> no no i don't reckon that'd be welcome at all <laughs> no. uh, talking of bullshitometer yeah uh louise the mum in this story uh went on to explain i had just left the lube in the box it hadn't been touched <laughs> right how you feeling how are you feeling about that
1: yeah. Well I don't know. So I just don't understand. So she this woman has got in contact with Unilad to tell them that her six five year old kid's done this. Why why
0: is she doing that? What's she getting out of it? Um No, it seemed like she had talked to some tabloid newspaper. Yeah, no, but like can you imagine ringing up the t- uh, hello, do you want a
1: story? Yeah, I've just sent my kid off to school with some lube. Do you want to put my face in the paper?
0: <laughs> do you know? So it's mean? bit a bit like the in-
1: old um, you know, that Ricky Gervais kind of bit he does about like uh that urban legend about somebody having a wank and then when they put the covers back then the mum's left him a cup of tea and a biscuit
0: right <laughs> it's like, so are wh- you thinking this story might just be completely made up yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's absolute bullshit so this woman i mean if she has gone if she is that there's photos of her and her daughter in the article yeah so she's really kind of <laughs> using her whole family yeah
1: for 200 quid or whatever, they paid her.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's well, the, story, the, the story goes on. Let me tell you what she says. She said, I'd left it in the box and hadn't touched it. Two days ago, I was washing Summer's school jacket and realised she'd actually been taking it to school. Uh, because her name is Summer and the bottle had Anne Summers on it, I think she thought it was hers. <laughs> yeah, tenuously. <link. laughs> yeah. Right away, I was mortified, thinking what if the teachers had seen it? But I guess if they had seen it, they would have taken it off her. Uh, when she confronted her daughter about the bottle, Summer, the daughter, simply explained that it was san- for sanitising her hands so she didn't get germs. The five-year-old said she liked the gel because it felt hot and smooth, which may have had something to do with the lube's warming elements.
1: Right. <laughs> I don't know, what uh, What do they put in lube that makes it warm? Because it's not going to be alcohol-based. Because might... you're not going to be shoving alcohol up your fanny, are you? Or rubbing it on your <laughs> knob. be
0: like Vicks.
1: Yeah, you are not going to be putting that on. Right. I don't know. Well, so again, this story. So nobody at school ever saw it. Did it happen?
0: Yeah, you're right about that.
1: <laughs> if the teachers had found it out, then I'd be like, oh, okay, this definitely happened then. But at the moment, I'm getting the thing that she probably thought, oh, this could have happened, and I might write a story about it. Sounds a bit fishy to me.
0: Yeah, I, that's a probably an inappropriate sentence to be using <laughs> yeah. during this story. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me just tell you I mean, I feel like the uh, wind's gone out of this story somewhat. As we're discovering more and more, it's likely to be a uh, fraud and a fake. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the end of it says After learning about the blunder, Louise's friends and family started to tease her and call her, what do you think? So if you want to tease your friend... she's in
1: Scotland. Is it Luby McLubface? Yeah. Oh,
0: you're so close. Am I? <laughs> so close. It's basically imagine she wasn't in Scotland and say the same name. Right, Luby Lubeface. Luby Lou. Lube. Yeah, Luby Lou. You've got yeah. it. <laughs> that was J and S in J News. Welcome one and all to Culture Corner, it's the corner. You can learn a lot about different cultures, but not corners. Learn while having fun in Culture Corner, it's the corner. Words, phrases, metaphors, you'll soon know the scars. Find out what they mean with a Culture Corner team. Hi, my name's Sam, and welcome to Culture Corner. Winter is drawing in, and it's more and more likely that you're going to start hearing phrases such as, it's chilly out there, or, hasn't the weather changed? Or one of my favourites, it's fing freezing. But if you're in Britain, there's a good chance you might also hear the phrase It's Brass Monkeys. But what does It's Brass Monkeys mean? Where has it come from? And why are British people saying it? Well, the full phrase of Brass Monkeys is actually It is cold enough to freeze the balls off a Brass Monkey. This is a colloquial expression used by some especially British speakers. The reference to the testes, as the term balls is commonly understood to mean, appears to be a 20th century variant on the expression. It seems that early references to brass monkeys in the 19th century have no references to balls at all, but instead variously say that it is cold enough to freeze the tail, nose, ears or whiskers off a brass monkey. It was just those young scallywags in the 20th century who deemed it necessary to make this expression more vulgar than it needed to be. Unusually, this phrase can also be used to remark upon extremely hot weather. For example, scald the throat or singe the hair of a brass monkey. But this is a less common variant. That's probably because it's not often that in Britain, the weather is fine enough to use those phrases. It is often stated that the phrase originated from the use of a brass tray called a monkey to hold cannonballs on warships in the 16th to 18th centuries. Supposedly in very cold temperatures, the monkey would contract causing the balls to fall off. However, nearly all historians and epistemologists consider this story to be a myth, otherwise known as complete bollocks. The story has been discredited by the US Department of Navy and epitomologist Michael Quinian. And the fine tome, that is, the Oxford English Dictionary. The real truth behind this phrase is considered that, during the 19th and 20th centuries, small monkeys cast from the alloy brass were very common tourist souvenirs from China and, yes, our very own Japan. They usually, but not always, came in a set of three, representing the three wise monkeys, with the hands over their ears, eyes, and mouth. These three wise monkeys are carved in wood above the shrine of Toshogu in Niko, Tochigi, Japan. These monkeys were often cast with all three in a single piece. In other sets, they were made singly. Old brass monkeys of this type are collector's items. So if you find one in your grandma's house, steal it and sell it on eBay. That's right, I said eBay because I've turned 40. So if you want to seem like a cultured and old-fashioned kind of person, when the weather is cold, you could say, it's so cold out there, it could freeze the tail of a brass monkey. Or if you consider yourself cool and modern, and let's be honest, slightly vulgar, you could go for the variant, it's so cold out there, it would freeze the balls of a brass monkey. And if you wanted to be somewhere in between, you could always opt for the the more scientific term for the balls, testicles. I'm Sam O'Toole. This has been Culture Corner. Thank you for coming. Joanne's summer in Japan. Joanne's summer in Japan. Joanne's summer in Japan. Joanne's summer in Japan. Jesus Christ. Yo, Johnny McBee and
1: Sammy O'Tea, two bricks, took a shit over a cup of tea, probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. With something else cooking in the kitchen, could someone answer the burning question? All right, and now it's time for the burning question, which was in uh, recognition of misophonia what is the most annoying noise? So, who's been in contact, Sam?
0: Uh, yeah, we had, uh, well, this is a hot, hot topic. I think we've really struck a nerve here. There was lots of activity on Facebook. Uh, Jamie Key got in touch. He said, an invisible mosquito. (laughs) Um, Yeah, which I think is amplified when it's at night time. And Mike uh, Mike Grogowski got in touch. Uh, He had a couple of (laughs) of ideas. He said, when I lived in Japan, it was the politicians. Uh, And the politicians he's talking about are the ones who go around in a van that have those loudspeakers on the top, and they're trying to encourage you to vote for them. But I can only imagine that that kind of has the opposite effect. Because I don't know anyone <laughs> who likes those uh, who likes those trucks
1: when they're spouting racist bile.
0: No, <laughs> um, they're going past my house. Go, go home, go home.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, well, on Twitter we had um, the Bean Pod, which is a podcast about life in Japan. They said someone tune with their mouth open, ah. um, but then japan by the river cruise another podcast about japan um they said uh, the bean pod <laughs> they have podcasting feuding going on there
0: oh, i see i wonder what the bean pod's done to uh wind up the uh, japan river po- cruise podcast <laughs> um actually you said people are eating with their mouth open on facebook gary uh, auckland got in touch as well and he said exactly the same thing and I yeah, I mean it really is a horrible noise and it's also a disgusting sight, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Why well, I had kids at school I'd yawning in my face with the mouths open. <laughs> I said to a girl on Friday, I was like, Do you think I want to see your tonsils? And she was like, What? I said do you think i want to see your tonsils and she was like what do you mean and i realized it sounded extremely weird like, shut your mouth shut your mouth when you're yawning at me and then she was like dead embarrassed and i was like good
0: well, <laughs> i did that one recently not dissimilar to that when the kid was yawning, i said i can see what you ate for breakfast and, <laughs> and they gave me a funny look as well <laughs> um, Carrying on the theme of trucks, Mike also uh from before, Mike also mentioned the similar trucks where they sell those hot kind of sweet potatoes. Oh yucky yeah. I don't mind that.
1: You, oh you don't I mind? don't mind that, so no. It's like an ice cream van but with hot potatoes, which I quite like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an ice cream van for adults. Well for old people. In the winter. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, um Oh, sorry. Just oh, carrying on the theme of, of uh, vehicles. Darren Marholland also got in touch on Facebook. Uh, he said he hates the guys shouting hey 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 at the top of their oh, voice. Oh yeah. To reverse it. Yeah, yeah. As the co as the co worker struggles to reverse their tiny work truck, uh, Darren says, uh, "Shut the fuck up, you maggot." He's literally three <laughs> feet away, you prick. <laughs>
1: I always thought they were saying okay, 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 okay which, okay. I, found, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. I found bizarre because it's English.
0: Yeah, I think you might be right there. I think it might be K, K, K. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Ruben VM, friend of the show, who makes uh, all the music for us. He he just put. I'm glad no one's mentioned the jingles yet. <laughs> Well, in December, when my guitar jingle comes, I think we might have a few, uh, I'm few glad complaints. i haven't
0: forgotten about that.
1: No, no. Uh, practicing every day. Do you? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I probably should be. Cat Fancier said, uh, from Twitter said, wife's nagging, which is yeah, par for the course. Dog of God said, whining children and plastic bags being ruffled.
0: I wonder what happens when... Uh, Whining Child is ruffling a plastic bag.
1: I think he just kills them.
0: (laughs) And then the last
1: one was a good improv said someone trying to plug a phone charger in an electrical socket in the dark, which sounds very specific. Very
0: very specific indeed. Yeah, Sounds (laughs) like he's really just trying to send somebody a message. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the last one on facebook was uh laura harry's said um, and i think maybe somewhat unfairly some people would suggest uh, she said the most annoying noise is status quo <laughs>
1: <laughs> three chords 12 albums whatever it is <laughs> yeah and
0: then after my own heart and i i thought that they were crowd pleasers because they always give you whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> there we go um so we got we
1: got quite a long email which is just well worth reading out about uh misophonia and um somebody says they've got a story for us for the podcast so i think i'm assuming they want to remain anonymous because it is quite insane <laughs> he, this <laughs> they said i'm not proud i'll read it verbatim he says i'm not proud of this by the way but about three weeks ago on a quiet saturday night in my street a car pulled up just below my apartment and sat there with the engine idling i was trying to watch the football but after five minutes the noise of the engine was all i could hear after 10 minutes i was completely wound up i was thinking why doesn't he just turn the f-ing engine off after about 15 minutes i started to throw rocks into his car from my apartment <laughs> occasionally when i go for walks with my daughter she picks up things like stones and acorns and brings them home so the car started to move forward a little presumably because he started to hear things hitting his car at this stage he doesn't know where they're coming from he still doesn't turn off the engine so i throw a couple more out the engine stops i then lean out of the window and give it that old slow sarcastic clap (laughs) The neighbourhood is quiet, so he gets out and sees where it's coming from. He says to me, did you just throw something at my car? This is in Japanese, of course. I leaned further out of my window and said, get back in your car or I'm coming downstairs. (laughs) And he got back in his car.
0: There we go. (laughs) That's amazing. It is. That's definitely misophonia. (laughs) That is misophonia in the extreme. I think my favourite part of that story was the slow hand clap. (laughs) (laughs) Get back in your car
1: or I'm coming down.
0: So, if anyone wants to do detective work, as a a man who suffers from misophonia and he likes football,
1: yeah, chucking acorns out of the window. <laughs> so, uh, talking of misophonia,
0: they did. Misophonia Justin, get back in touch. Uh, yeah, yeah. So for those of you who haven't caught up with last episode, uh, this this whole topic came around really because of Misophonia Justin, uh, or one of the reasons. Um, he he hated the sound of a clinking spoon in a teacup. So yeah, I sent him a list on John's request. I sent him a mail on John's request to find out what other things he hated. And his list was also quite long. Uh, it includes people typing too loudly. <laughs> Good start. Uh, People brushing their teeth near me for too long. People saying the same word more than necessary or just generally repeating themselves. People talking. (laughs) and i want to violently beat people who wear their keys on the outside of their pockets (laughs) on some kind of clip and they just walk down the street jangling and jangling and jangling like fucking psychopaths (laughs) it's funny that he calls them psychopaths when he wants to beat
1: people to death who brush their teeth (laughs) nearly yeah
0: and he also i mean he's kind of like um breaking his own rules because he said people who say the same word more than necessary or repeat themselves. He's written jangling three times in his message to me there. <laughs> <laughs> he finished it with, I'm actually getting angry just thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think your choice of uh what's the most annoying noise was certainly probably the biggest hit we've had <laughs> on the burning <bird> question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really struck a chord. <laughs> How about for you? Um I think for me, what well, something this is like I would say definitely like almost like misophonic or it makes me cringe and shudder is the sound of two pieces of polystyrene rubbing together. Uh, I can't yeah. stand it. Like <laughs> I it, you know if I'm unpacking a stereo from a box or something it really oh man. It's like it's literally my kryptonite. <laughs> how about for you uh
1: well the usual sort of kids whining does my head in i hate kids whining, but recently um I've, yeah just people who scream when they're happy like I, I hate it i just want i want whatever they're enjoying to just be ruined instantly so it just pisses me off you know when somebody gets a surprise at the first thing they scream and they, ah, and just, oh i fucking hate it <laughs> I have to say to my daughter all the time, just don't, will you, scream? you know, I give her a present and then she screams, I've just got a stamp on it until it's all smashed <laughs> into little pieces.
0: <laughs> no, actually, like when there, this is similar, I would say when there's a kid in one of my classes who I know gets like overexcited if they win and they scream or cheer too loudly. I kind of go out of my way to make sure they don't win. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it's just a certain high pitched scream that, ah, like, what are you screaming for? You know, like she's been kidnapped to something. It's like, oh, no, I'm happy. I mean, it sounds very awful, doesn't it? I enjoy the screams of children when they're in distress, but I don't like the choice. I don't like the sounds of children enjoying themselves. <laughs>
0: that's all for today's show just leads me to say thanks to everyone who was involved thanks to, and especially thanks to everyone who got in touch for the burning question uh really really enjoyed all of those answers thanks to matt perkins ruben vm uh, and all the usuals but most of all thanks to you the lovely listeners
1: yeah and that just leaves us for uh, next episode's burning question which is what is the most ridiculous examples of sexism that you've been uh, exposed to uh-huh. oh <laughs> you've uh, seen
0: could you give us like a uh, an
1: example uh well just this was the other day i was teaching some year you know, 10 kids biology and one of the girls was on we we're doing about stem cells and about how we don't won't necessarily need men in the future because you could in fact make women uh without making sperm and then one of the boys kind of put his hand up and went yeah but if there's no men, then who's going to be the doctors to deliver the baby? And he wasn't being—he wasn't being glib. He just generally forgot that women could actually be doctors. He—he he just oh primary no. school mind. Girls are doc. Uh, boys are doctors. Girls are nurses. Um, so he got quite well. He do, I do. not think he's got a girlfriend. Anyway, he's a bit of a nerd. Um, but he's definitely just. <laughs> now he's going to be known as, <laughs> as billy the sexist or whatever sam the sexist yeah, he's,
0: he's set back his uh, <laughs> yeah. adventure on getting a girlfriend
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right so is there anything else no i think that's all all right catch, catch you, you later. later
0: it is time to go that's the end of the show if you liked it write a review
1: Five stars or F you.
0: And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy. Not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favourite bit.
1: But we don't want your dick pics.
0: It is time to go, that's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family,
1: or even the people you're married,
0: you should join in, answer the burning question, send a new story, preferably something we can plan about. We're on the social media sites, Facebook and Twitter, day and night. It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com.
1: And if you do this, then maybe, just maybe, Sam will put his clothes back on.
0: John and Sam in Japan, the International Comedy Podcast.